0: Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we want to talk about intimacy because we recognize that sex is an important part of marriage. And we also recognize that there are some complications and challenges in our lives that can make it difficult to have a good intimate life with your spouse.
1: Totally. Yeah, and I don't think it's talked about a lot. I mean, maybe you grew up talking about it a lot, maybe you didn't, maybe you've never heard a Christian perspective, maybe it's just like on those silent things out there that you don't know anything about, you don't talk to any anyone about it, and it, we just want to address some of the issues today and see what the Bible says about why it's important.
0: Yeah, and it's a huge topic, and there's a lot of different factors, totally. and we just decided, well, let's just start talking through what are the top couple reasons of why it becomes a challenge in marriage. Mm. So I do a lot of marriage counseling and I see various couples and uh, at some point this topic comes up. And uh, so I get you know, one perspective
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on some of the reasons intimacy becomes a challenge in marriage. And then as we were talking, Bethany, you have talked to ladies in particular and heard kind of other reasons. Right, right. And so as we were thinking through what are the top reasons intimacy becomes a challenge in marriage, we realized that there's two parts to our discussion. So there's really maybe two profiles that we're going to address. And the first profile has a set of challenges, and then the second profile has a different. So um, a different Very
1: set. organized yeah. today. Yeah, We've yeah, got yeah. two wow. profiles, yeah. A and B. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Okay, the first profile mm-hmm. is maybe more intense because the reason um, intimacy is a struggle for people in profile number one is because uh, there are some bigger issues going on. Yeah, And uh, the first thing, and this, this is the very first thing that I wrote down when I started thinking about this, is just relationship problems, broadly speaking, right. are, I think, the biggest contribution to intimacy problems. Because intimacy is an outgrowth of having a good relationship with your spouse. And when you don't have a good relationship, intimacy suffers.
1: Yeah. Right. If we're constantly fighting you and I, we are not resolving our conflicts. We're on two different sides. We're not united as a couple. There's no way that I'm going to just kind of be excited, I think, about going and having a time of intimacy if I'm at odds with you or I feel on an opposite side or we're you know, I'm I've not forgiven you for something. It's just like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. If I'm being
0: a jerk, if I'm not being nice, you know, if if we're not resolving conflict, if we're not communicating well with each other, if there's just little tensions and little conflicts in our marriage, well, guess what we don't want to do at the end of the night.
1: Right. Yeah. Cuddle
0: up with each other and be really intimate.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's gonna hinder that even from starting or beginning or even being a thought maybe in some people's minds. Totally. Yeah.
0: And this is a really complicated one because sex is one of the things that does help a relationship to grow in unity. It is something that does bring couples together in terms of their relationship. And so it's a little bit of a circular reasoning here to think, you know, you need to have sex in order to have a better relationship. But in order to have sex, you need to have a good relationship. (laughs)
1: Right, right.
0: So I think we're just acknowledging these two things do feed into each other. Um, But to proactively work on having a better intimate life with your spouse, I think step one is just to evaluate what's the status of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Is there something you can do to work just at a more fundamental level, at a communication level, at a conflict resolution level, at a forgiveness level?
1: Yes. Yeah, no, just that'd being be huge.
0: kind and caring and loving and sacrificial for your spouse. Right? Can you start there?
1: Right. Yeah. Are we just on? Are we just doing our own things? We're just like ships passing in the night, or whatever. And we're saying, "Hey," as we walk by, and we've got our you know list of things to do, but we're not on the same schedule. We're not even like we, we're not even laughing, enjoying each other. We're not even having a, a relationship here. It's just do's don't list stuff, I don't know, getting through the day.
0: Yeah, we don't want to be ships passing in the night.
1: (laughs) Isn't that a saying?
0: We we want to be ships (laughs) colliding in the (laughs) night, right?
1: (laughs) No wonder you gave me a funny face when (laughs) I said that. I didn't even think of that. Oh, nice. Sinking up. Yeah. Ships that are friends. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, friendly ships.
1: Friendly ships. Good. That's good.
0: Um, okay, so to work on your relationship with each other, um, y- you can just, like I said, go back to the fundamentals of right. talking to each other. Right. Um, showing your spouse that you are listening to them and huge. caring about what they're saying and asking them questions about how they're doing and really showing that you are paying attention to the answers and just having a good communication back and forth. Yeah. And in fact, we were having a conversation the other day and we realized that we've been married for 13 years at this point. And uh, there was a pretty crucial piece of information about me that you didn't know yet. And so we had a really uh, <laughs> fruitful discussion Very. about the minimum criteria <laughs> Uh, Elements of a sandwich.
1: Yeah, yeah. I said, I (laughs) suggested that we just have sandwiches for lunch, right? Because it's cost effective and it's quick. And we were in, you know, let's just have a sandwich, throw it together. And as we got talking, I realized Mark, Mark can't just have a sandwich with bread, meat and cheese. Like that is, that's like, you might as well throw it in the trash.
0: This is extreme, but go on. But
1: it's kind of true. It's not true, but go on. Okay. But I, I finally, after we're just talking about, okay, so you want this and the, so basically what we figured out is Mark wants a good bread, meat, cheese, but also has to have lettuce, tomato, and optional, but very well, uh, like also would like avocado. So it's like, it can't be, it can't be just Who a, wouldn't? a quick sandwich. That's like, now I've got to cut the tomato, the lettuce, like everything has to get ready. You know, It's not a quick sandwich or cheap anymore, really.
0: Okay, I'm not sure I was totally fairly represented in what you just said. So oh. let me try to clarify a couple okay. things. Okay, all right, clarify. Um, number one, I will eat a sandwich that's just meat, cheese, and bread. Mm. I will also eat mm. a bowl of oatmeal that has nothing but oatmeal in it. Right. But if we're talking about things that make for a good bowl of oatmeal, we're going to talk about spicing it up with a few things in the same way that you can make a sandwich really plain mm-hmm. and boring, or you can make a sandwich a great, fantastic thing. I love sandwiches. Yeah, but sandwiches my, my, are my, <laughs> beautiful.
1: My point is you can't always have everything to the fullest, great, greatest potential that it can be in your food. Which right? is
0: Which is why we got to a point in our discussion <laughs> where we were identifying the minimum requirements of a oh. good
1: sandwich. And my minimum is like,
0: Meat, cheese, and bread. Yeah,
1: just That's boom. And we just move on. Have an apple and you're good to go. Yours yeah. is a higher minimum, and we a as funda- most things we are. We had a
0: fundamental disagreement where I'm saying, look, the minimum uh, for a good sandwich yes. is yes. let's at least throw some lettuce and tomato right. and avocado, avocado on there.
1: And now I know. From moving forward, the next 13 years, I'll try to do that.
0: What this proves to us is that we're still getting to know each other. We're still Mm -hmm. having communication and finding new things about each other. Every day, there's new things to find out. I mean, just wait till you hear my criteria for what makes a good burrito. Oh, no. Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm not asking that question (laughs) anytime soon. But we're able
0: to to joke about that and have fun and talking about that because there's open lines of communication and I can critique a sandwich (laughs) and it, could not turn into a blow-up situation. And I think some of the uh, couples that maybe fall into this first profile, they could talk about the criteria for a sandwich and it could turn into a fight. Totally. And this is a symptom of a greater problem that you just, you've got a relationship issue. Right. And so um, you've got to start rebuilding Mm -hmm. your relationship Mm -hmm. with the fundamentals, okay? The second big contributing problem. Right for profile number one, is lust. And what I mean by that is intimacy in marriage is negatively affected when one or both couples are um, struggling and failing in the area of lusting after other people, whether it's someone looking at pornography or just having wandering eyes uh, or worse, uh, when one of the people in the relationship uh, is... Sinning and struggling in this sort of way, it has major implications on yeah. the intimacy with your spouse.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's going to definitely cause um, a questioning of why are we doing this? Why? Why do I have to do this? If if there's sin in this area, I don't even want to go there. I don't. I'm afraid to go there. Or I'm now. I'm worried about what you're thinking when we're in times of intimacy. It's just. It, causes a lot of tension and problems because this sin is really blocking the, the times of intimacy. It's, it's just putting such a barrier against that sort of development in your relationship.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's people with a bad relationship. They resort yeah. to solving this problem of, you know, I want sex on their own, taking matters into their own hands and right. looking at pornography and um, kind of dealing with it individually. Um, then you've distanced yourself from your spouse and you've come up with an alternative right. that uh, does damage to your relationship. It just complicates the whole matter because now the spouse, the other spouse is thinking, you know, why do they want to have sex with me? Are they just, am I just an outlet for, you know, their, their lust? Right. Am I just a replacement for what they're looking at on their screen? Right. What, are they thinking about, what was on the screen? Do I measure up to what was on the screen? And any number of complications.
1: Yeah. And then those thoughts are in your mind, you're not going to be able to (laughs) relax and enjoy that time with your spouse. That's going to hinder it.
0: Yeah. And and at this point, we are so far removed from God's design for sex that it's just really complicated and really difficult. God's design for sex is this is a good gift that Mm -hmm. each person is able to give to the other person by way of serving them and caring for them. And that is completely flip-flopped when it's, what do I get out of this and how do you fulfill my needs?
1: Right, right. When the focus is on me and what I can get, you've lost the point of the sexual relationship with your spouse because Mm -hmm. now it's become about you rather than what you can give to your spouse.
0: Yeah. And so in that instance, um, you you need to immediately uh, deal with your individual sin of Mm -hmm. lust, and then you need to go back to the fundamental building blocks of of having a good relationship with your spouse. And uh, you might need help, you know, a biblical counselor to help you in that process. But basically, you know, those are two major issues that contribute, obviously, to problems with intimacy. As we were kind of listing off other problems, they were of a different sort. Mm -hmm. and Second
1: profile, really. The second profile. Really, Because
0: I think it's possible to not have those problems that we just described Mm -hmm. and still have intimacy problems. Yes. And so second profile are people that maybe they don't have a relationship problem or major lust issues. There's no major sin issues like that that are going on, but intimacy is still a struggle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: the first thing within profile number two is fatigue, just being tired.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's
0: just a real and simple problem.
1: Totally. Totally. I think I hear that a lot as the reason why, um, that we're not having sex. If you talk to a wife who's, you know, has a good relationship with their spouse and, and they're committed to it and they have those times and that relationship times, but they, they're just too tired. They say, you know, well, we just haven't gotten around to it. Or I'm by the time the, the night ends. I've done so many things. I'm just exhausted. I want to go to bed, and I I don't really want to take the time or the effort into enjoying that time with my spouse.
0: Yeah, and if you would have told that to yourself, you know, the <laughs> night before you were getting married, you'd think
1: that's crazy. You know, you're yeah. crazy, but right.
0: but it's true that you can get to a place in your life or at the end of a day where sleep just sounds better.
1: Right. And
0: right. Um, if we always allow ourselves to just you know, go to sleep and not prioritize intimacy with our spouse, then uh, we're going to have a bigger problem.
1: Right. And I think too, with this sort of, um, I'm tired or I'm busy, the, the idea of the kids, once kids enter into the marriage, that also adds into the same sort of excuse, whether or not the kids are, they've just, I've spent all my energy on the kids, or yeah. I'm tired through the night because I'm dealing with kids. Yes. Or the kids are frustrating and now I've had a rough day and I'm I'm just not in the right mood yes. because of the kids. Yes. Or the kids are in my bed right now. <laughs> and so, right. or they're next to me or they're sick or the list of kid excuses yeah. is another reason we see kind of, and it's along the same lines of fatigue. It's like the kids are using up what I have that could be used... For this time, but instead I'm, you know, I'm giving it all to them, or they're taking it all. However, yeah. your perspective is on it.
0: Yeah. So, what's the solution there, Bethany?
1: <laughs> well, get the kids out of your bed. <laughs> 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 that's that's for sure. I mean, move them into their own room. Agreed. and Get your bed back for your you and your spouse. Agreed. Um, that so that's maybe a quicker uh, answer. I
0: don't know. That's maybe a longer process for some oh, for sure. than others. But for sure, yeah, we've had a rule where we don't have kids in our bed
1: yeah we so, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep a wink if there was a kid next to me. For kids sure. don't
0: sleep in our bed,
1: no, nope. but um, I think in general, it's just not not a priority then, if you're using these excuses. You have decided to, you know, say everything else is a bigger priority. This is last priority or even sure. this is optional. Sure. I don't need it. And so I'm going to just kind of push it back towards the end. Yeah. of my list. And when I get around to it or when I feel awake enough or when I feel energetic enough, I'll get to it. Yeah. But the problem is that is very rare if you're in a very busy, exhausted season.
0: Sure. Yeah. If you really want to work on this, you could go to bed earlier. You could uh, find times other than at the end of the day.
1: Midday. Yes. Yep. Morning. The, mm-hmm. there,
0: there are things you can do to proactively deal with this and right. not let the kids dictate your sex schedule.
1: Right, for sure, and not to let just a busy life dictate it either.
0: Yeah, one of the aspects of this is just coming up with what is realistic for this stage of life that I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it could it could be that you're not in the newlywed phase anymore. You are you are not um, the only people in your house. And you are working hard. There's long days, there's kids, there's busy schedules, there's all these different factors and you just don't have the time to really develop the full blown extended intimacy that you had maybe in your honeymoon. Um, You just need to do something that's a little bit faster and more uh, just to the point.
1: Yeah. Sometimes a deli sandwich with the full avocado, <laughs> lettuce, tomato is there. And other times it's just meat, cheese, and bread.
0: Boom. There it you is. You know what? And that kind of sandwich I could get into. Okay. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's just, just keep it simple. Keep it quick. Yep.
1: Make sure it's there.
0: Do it. Yeah. Sometimes you got time to build the full, the right. full deli sandwich. The
1: whole thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you don't.
1: Oh. And
0: so, but, but I think this is important because if you wait until you have, you know, a full like, weekend getaway plan, yes. no yes. kids. Like if you wait until that to have sex with your spouse, right. you're probably going to be waiting for a long time between yeah. each visit. So there yes. has to be too some long. sort of like shorter version.
1: Right. Right.
0: And there could be a longer version too.
1: Both. Both yeah. are Good.
0: Good. Okay. So that's one problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's legitimate. And another problem that I think you had brought up. Yes. um, (laughs) This this one just didn't come to my mind, but um, (laughs) you brought up, you've heard people say, I don't need it. I could go weeks or months without it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I I, I do think this... uh, well, it could be anyone could say that, but I've heard totally. wives, you know, maybe who've had multiple kids or or whatever. they've been married for many years. And it's kind of like I could just skip this up until I don't know many, many weeks. I could just go without it. It's not a need. Um, when I feel like I might need it, then maybe i'll I'll chat with my spouse about it. And that's excuse is given. it's it's you know, it's unnecessary,
0: okay. well, sure, it's an excuse, but it's also the Uh, it, it betrays the opposite of the intention of the design for sex. Right. I don't need sex shows you that it's about you and what you need and what you get out of it. Totally. But the actual design is what do I give to my spouse in this? Right. So if you're asking the question, what does my spouse need? What does my spouse want? Right. Then you find ways to serve them and care for them and love them in the area of intimacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that so that shifts the really the the focus of I don't need it. Okay, well, let me now let me think. My spouse, what does he need? Okay, now I want to actively work towards yeah. fulfilling that.
0: That's one thing, and I think another thing just if I'm responding to that Um, which I am. Which you
1: are, yes. Um,
0: Another thing... (laughs) You don't
1: like this excuse one bit. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Well, another thing
0: is it is one of the crucial building blocks of having and maintaining a close relationship with your spouse. Yes. If you're going to have a one flesh union with your spouse, you need to be regularly having sex with your spouse. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that brings you together. It unites you to your spouse in ways that you are not united to with your coworkers else. and uh, yeah, right. other people. So right. you need this to be close and to maintain a close relationship with your spouse.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's great. So if
0: I were to respond to that, that's what I would say.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I like what you said. Yeah. It's good.
0: Okay. Well, we're out of time, and those are some of the top reasons that sex becomes a challenge in marriage. There are more. There are
1: more, for sure.
0: And we recognize that this is a delicate subject for couples, just Mm -hmm. with, you know, various past history issues and stuff like that. And so uh, we don't mean to make light of serious uh, history problems. Uh, We just want to acknowledge it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, shall we leave them with a challenge? This could be a good challenge. Mm. What should we challenge them to either talk about or in action?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of anything. You can't think of anything.
1: All right. Well, maybe the listeners can come up with their own (laughs) challenge as a result.
0: Yeah. Well, I think one question, this is hard to answer, but one question is like, are we profile one or are we profile two? And it's not that these issues cleanly fall into one of two uh, demographics, but it could be that you have more of the profile, you know, one type issues going on, or it could be that you have more of the profile two type issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be a helpful step because I think the solutions for the problem depend on, you know, what what are what's causing the the
1: problems here. Yeah. What are the challenges? Yeah. Yeah. Back up from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. We'll catch you next time.
0: Peace.